I always, I have thought for a long time, not always, obviously, but that, um, you know, they tried to, to make it so that the belief in the conspiracy is, makes you somehow outside uh, the norm, that, that you're a kook, that you're a conspiracy buff. They say he's a conspiracy buff. George, they lie their asses off. I know it. And, and he let, I wrote a little something out, and I want to read it to you, because I pulled this paper up from the other room. I have some notes I haven't filed yet. And I said, well, if this comes up, I'd like to be able to say this to Art. So let me just read this to you. Uh, and it goes like this. Do I believe in conspiracies? Nah. Do I believe powerful people would get together and plan for certain outcomes? Nah. Do I believe powerful interests would operate outside the law and maybe even kill people? Nah. Do I believe secret government agencies might feel the need to assassinate a person and cover it up? Nah. I think everything in America is open and clean and above board, and powerful people always play by the rules. Every movement in human history started with one individual or a small group of people and a much larger group followed the core group and a ripple effect took place which at the end became a revolution. Those at the center almost and always know more than other outward layers involved in the movement. The vast majority of those participating in movements are not aware of uh, what they're doing or even what they want. They simply follow the mass. Lenin calls them the useful idiots. Take, for example, the Dancing Plague of 1518. Historical sources agree that there was an outbreak of dancing after a single woman started dancing. A group of mostly young women joined in and the dancing did not seem to die down. And eventually, by September of that year, the dancing started to subside. So all it took was one single woman to start dancing for no apparent reason, and everybody else joined in. That's why most revolution, except for the American Revolution, gave birth to the tyrannical regimes. After the French Revolution, Robespierre encouraged the execution, mostly by guillotine, of more than 17,000 enemies of the revolution. Nobody questioned his actions until he was also a victim of guillotine. Regardless of their motivations and aspirations, the leaders must know more than their followers, and the followers must need not understand what the leaders know. No soldier ever knows what his general knows. Compartmentalization is the act of limiting access to information to persons or other entities who need to know it to perform specific tasks. In other words, you know just enough to do your job. You have heard this phrase that they say, need to know basis. The same is correct in the world of conspiratorial and clandestine operations. The other layers of an organization may not know that they are accomplices in a well-taught plan. Compartmentalization is vital in handling of classified information in military and intelligence uh, uh, operations. It is the method by which 
any large-scale operation could be planned and executed. Consider the following example for better understanding. Imagine a 1,000-piece puzzle on a table. And uh, suppose we have 1,000 participants who each pick one piece of the puzzle and slide it under a door. There is another group of people who match every two puzzle pieces behind the first door and slide it under the second door and so on and so forth. Those behind the last inner door will see the full picture of the complete puzzle. The farther from the inner door we move, the less information becomes available, in fact, because the puzzle is still incomplete. Looking at this example, we understand that planners, master manipulators, and schemers are comfortably watching as their plans, in this case 1,000-piece puzzle, is coming together with absolutely no efforts. No one can even know or see them, and they designed the puzzle. Needless to say that final product or puzzle in our example could be an entirely vile and evil. When it comes to plot at an international scale, you may think compartmentalization becomes overtly hard or even impossible because we're talking about many sovereign nations and governments, not to mention the animosities among the countries and governments. That's where international organizations such as the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund, World Bank, World Trade Organization, and countless others come to play their own roles. Each organization is comprised of multiple committees, councils, agencies, and departments. For example, let's look at WHO, World Health Organization. It's a specialized agency of the United Nations responsible for international public health. Almost every nation on earth is a member of the United Nations or UN. Every member of UN is eligible to join the WHO. It's evident that not all UN members and consequently WHO members carry the same weight. For example, countries like the United States and China easily outweigh the majority of the members. They can easily influence the process of decision-making. Now, to plan a global conspiracy, you will need to control the international organization's heads, such as the head of UN, WHO, World Trade Organization, WMF or World Monetary Fund, and so on and so forth. Every international organization can and will play a role in global decisions, but the question should be whose decision? In the case of global scale compartmentalization, the plot must be initiated from a worldwide or international organization to transcend borders, nations, cultures, and governments. Instigators of a global plot recruit heads of necessary international organizations. They have put them in place for when they need them. For the most part, those who achieve high positions in any international organizations are corrupt, 
greedy and sellouts. There are always significant players in global manipulations. Let's take a look at current Secretary General of WHO, Mr. Tedros. He's not from a medical background. He was pushed to his position by China or actually Chinese Communist Party. He was a senior member of the Tigray People's Liberation Front. He was personally responsible for the brutal repression of the Amara people, using aid money selectively to starve them out and deny them access to essential services. You can find a lot of information about his activities online. By no means such a person should be the head of World Health Organization. In fact, by installing him, the Chinese Communist Party made a mockery of the international community. The wars in Iraq and Afghanistan are another examples in which the UN and UN Security Council started those wars and legitimized them. They sold the weapons of mass destruction story to the entire world. Once elites agree upon unleashing a new plague, their henchmen in high places pull the trigger. The sad part is that there is no accountability for any of these characters. Even when their actions result in significant harm of millions of people or even death. The next actor in this international compartmentalization is media. Once an international organization launched the plan, media begins its work by disseminating information about the dire threats and spread the fear on an unimaginable level. By media, I mean so-called mainstream media, or classic media, such as TV, press, and social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, Google, YouTube, and others. These are entirely controlled by global elites. It doesn't take long to research who's who in news media corporations to realize that we're dealing with an extensive family, although they may at times contradict each other or advocate for different sides of the political charades. The internet is almost wholly in the grasp of a few high-tech companies. Take Google, for example. It knows what you search, what you buy, what you like, what you dislike, where you go, how much you owe, when you go to sleep, and when you wake up. What's your favorite food? And of course, what's your political inclination? Most high-tech companies are in control of people who have proven loyalty not to the people, but to the global elites. Google works with China to suppress search results in China. They censor anything and everything that goes against the quote-unquote accepted narrative with total impunity. Internet is literally in chains woven by the tech companies. These giants police our thoughts form our opinions and sway our votes to achieve what they think is better for everybody. In this case, all of them. The sad truth is that we, the people, trust these monsters. Wikipedia is a source of information, where in fact, it's a source of disinformation and misinformation. The so-called doublespeak, war is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. 
innate immunity is bad, vaccines are good. They want us to believe that the collective of high tech will assimilate us and our resistance is futile. International organizations hand in hand with news media build, control and propagate approved propaganda by the elites. Governments at all levels are either infiltrated or entirely compromised and controlled by the agents of the elites. In a free country such as the United States, the federal government exerts power over the state and local governments. But the states have a great deal of independence. Take New York City's communist mayor Bill de Blasio, who openly says when people start seeing that they lost their jobs, there is no paycheck, there is no income, and there is no health care, they think again about getting their vaccines. They openly and without a shame coerce people. Whether you live in a blue state or a red state, your local government conspires with the planners as long as it fits the narrative of their party. In the case of the invasion of Iraq, most red states follow the federal government lead. In the current pandemic, all the blue states are pushing the narrative brought forth by the elites. Ironically, elites are neither loyal nor belong to any party or population. Governments take full advantage of the fear factor when it comes to enforcing a new scheme, especially if there is no pushback from the citizenry of their country. For most people, the trap is closed. They have blind faith in both government and the media. In words of Morpheus to Neo in the Matrix movie, you have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. It depends on the plot. The next cog in the vast machinery of thought control turns and plays its role in forming our extremely malleable minds. It could be doctors and nurses in case of a pandemic. It could be meteorologists and climate scientists in case of global warming or even a 16-year-old girl. The radio talk show and late-night TV show hosts to push for war or wear masks and get the new and untested vaccines. The job is done. We turn against each other the same old story of divide and conquer. I'm sure we have surprised our overlords. If they were happy to see we wear masks, we wear masks and shields and gloves. If they tell us to stay six feet apart, we stay miles apart. The human psyche has been invaded far so long that it does not take much to control us anymore. The human behavior has become so predictable to the elites that they dare to treat us like their own drones. It is true, but you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds, we're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. This is mass madness, you maniacs. 
In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off.